the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. Hi Kids! My name is Roya Cat and I'm 11 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Claudia Abelha. She is a child psychologist. What is a psychologist? Stay tuned to 101.9 Hi FM as you don't want to miss the Hi Kids show. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Maria Cat and I'm 11 years old. Good afternoon, Claudia. Good afternoon. Okay, let's just go to the questions. I don't know if I'm right about a about psychology being an interview, but how does it feel to have the tables turned? So, it does. It I think for some people sometimes being going to a psychologist does feel a little bit like an interview. So, you definitely are right on that one, and it feels a little bit scary. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it's a bit weird being on the other side of it, but it's good. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice to have a change. They say change is as good as a holiday. Exactly. Which I don't believe is true. I love holidays. But doesn't it make you feel good like change? Yeah, it does. So, there you <laughs> go. Okay, so now that we've classified that psychology isn't necessarily an uh, interview, what is a psychologist? So, a psychologist basically is somebody that people go to to help them deal with their feelings and their emotions. So very often we all have in our life, we have times where we go through something that's hard or we go through a trauma or we go through something that's challenging. And just like you would go to a doctor if you were sick, you can go to a psychologist to help you deal with those those things that are a little bit harder. Yeah. It's a big word, psycholo- psychologist, eh? It is a big word. And hard to spell. Very hard to spell. <laughs> I still don't spell it right. Many years later. <laughs> what are some of the different types of psychologists? Um, so technically, when you study to be a psychologist, there are three different types that you can study. The one is an educational psychologist. The one is a clinical psychologist. And the other one is a counseling psychologist. And while they all kind of do the same thing, they, it, what differs is, is kind of where they work. So an educational psychologist works a lot more with children and kids. A clinical psychologist works more in hospitals and clinics. Often your counseling psychologist will work in communities. Um, but you also get different kinds of psychologists that work, that do lots of different work. Sometimes psychologists work with the police or work for lawyers or work for big insurance companies so there, there are a lot of different things that you can do wow it sounds like a lot yeah it is a and lot. like if you hear somebody saying uh, art therapist or music therapist so what's that so that usually that can be a few different things so sometimes a person who studies psychology and finishes with their master's in psychology can then go and study some more to learn different ways of helping people so, for example, like you said, an art therapist. Some some people learn how to use art with their patients or with their clients to help them through drawing or painting or sculpting or whatever it is they use. They use different techniques and they learn that in like a further degree. 
Oh, I understand. If that makes sense. Yes. So I would imagine music psychologist is somebody who plays music to the patient. Exactly. So they use music to to try and help the patient heal. Oh. You even get okay. do you know have you ever heard of a horse psychologist? Never, no. So they're called equine psychologists and they use horses. They're people who believe that horses have quite healing powers. That is so and they cool. use they take their patients to use and they use horses to help them deal with their emotions. That is so cool. Yeah, it's very that sounds cool. really interesting. I've never heard of that before. And what is play therapy? Play therapy is what psychologists use when they see children. So if you think about um, adults or even someone like you who's a little bit mature for their age, <laughs> Thank you. Um, we have what we call language. We use words to explain how we're feeling, to explain what's going on inside us, what we're thinking about. We have lots of different words to explain all of that stuff to a psychologist. But little children don't have those words yet. They haven't learned that language yet. So instead of using words, we use play. And we use toys and we do the therapy in a playroom where we have lots of different toys for the kids to use and they use those toys to act out what they may be feeling. And the psychologist then helps them to understand what they're feeling and why they're feeling why they're feeling and, and how to manage those feelings better. Oh, okay. And what type of psychologist are you? I'm an educational psychologist. So I work a lot with teenagers mostly. Um, I used to work a lot with children. I don't do so much play therapy anymore. I used to, but I work mainly now with, with young people. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Teenagers are cool <laughs> <laughs> and hard sometimes, but I like working with teenagers. Yeah. And how old how old is your youngest patient? Well, at the moment, they're 16, but... Over the years, I think the youngest patient that I ever worked with was probably six. Oh, wow. Changed quite a lot. Ten years difference. Yeah. (laughs) You can start. Some people see patients from the age of two. Oh, wow. With their parents. And then from about the age of four or five, you can have, you can do play therapy with a child from the age of four or five by themselves. Like so many different, you have to do like a different type of psychology for each child. Well, Kind of, depending on what they're coming to you for. That's why it takes so long to learn how to be a psychologist. Yeah. How how long does it take to be a psychologist? It takes six or seven years. Oh wow. To be a psychologist. Wow, that's a long yeah, time. It's a very long time. It's a long time. And how old is your oldest patient? Um now they are about forty five. But I've seen it. Oh wow! I've seen a patient that was sixty-five once. Oh, so you can see patients from five to eighty-five. Wow, that is young and old. Yeah. <laughs> and what in, in what in your opinion, what is the core problem of your patients? So this question was I found quite difficult to think about because the whole thing was with psychology is that we're all different. We're all people and we all have different troubles and challenges and, you know, difficulties. So it's hard to say exactly what the core problem is. I think that the way that I work, I tend to see people whose main problems are not like that hectic, like that they need to be in hospital or something like that, but more like 
kids that are struggling with relationships or kids that are struggling sometimes there's some difficulty going on in their family for whatever reason or they're struggling at school so stuff that they kind of that they're finding hard in their own life wow. I don't know if that makes sense yes so you're saying that every patient is different there's no exactly not really a core it's problem. hard to say yeah because everyone comes for a different reason yes, exactly I can imagine exactly. and wh- what sort of problems do you deal with so I deal a lot with um, anxiety with things like stress with um, like I said I see a lot of teenagers so I, I deal a lot with the problems that teenagers are facing today um, and I also do quite a lot of work with parents helping oh. parents because parenting is a tough job <clears throat> it's not easy being a parent to all the parents that are listening you're doing a hard job <laughs> and sometimes they need a bit of help so I do quite a lot of parenting work also Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> Thanks. And what is what is the biggest problem you've seen, like, a child facing? So, personally, I think that the biggest problem our children have today is the internet. The internet. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I think that the technology and social media and the internet world that we live in now has has created a real lot of challenges for kids that you guys have to deal with yeah, that we sure. never did. And I think that that's really making life very hard for you guys. And I don't even think you realize it. But a lot of the challenges and difficulties we're seeing come from that, you know, the, the technological world and, and the implications of what it means to live in that world like you do. Yeah. It's hard. It's amazing how the world changes so mm-hmm. much. It's a different world. And that's part of also... Um, the work that I do with the parents because t- in today's world, the the world that children are growing up in is so different to the world that their parents grew up in. And it's very hard sometimes for parents to understand that. So that's also why a lot of the work I do is there. Oh, yes. Okay. And w- why do you think there's a stigma with psychology? So I think that some people think you're weak if you can't deal with your own feelings. You know, like you should be able to just, if you're feeling a bit down or a bit depressed, you should just be able to put a smile on your face and get on with things. You know, people just think that you shouldn't have to go to somebody to help you with your feelings or your emotions. So people think that if they have to go to a psychologist, there's something wrong with them or often, you know, the way that psychologists are shown in movies or on TV, you know, they they often call us shrinks or crazy doctors because they think that only crazy people go see psychologists and it's not true at all. No, that's not true. It's really not true. So, you know, for me, that's why I said earlier, it's just like if you had flu, you would go to a doctor. If you're having a problem with your feelings or your emotions, you go to a psychologist. It's the same thing. Yeah. What does confidentiality mean and how do you enforce this? Okay, so that's another big word, confidentiality. (laughs) It's probably one of the most important words in our work. What confidentiality means is that whatever your patient tells you in a session stays with you and you don't tell anyone else what they tell you. So it's one of the most important parts of the work that we do because it's what makes the patient feel safe enough to talk to us about whatever they want. It does get a bit tricky, though, when you're seeing children and teenagers because sometimes they're not old enough to know 
what's okay and what's not okay. Often parents want to know what it is that their children are talking about in the session. So the way that I enforce it is I make very, very clear rules at the beginning with parents and with children. And we all sit together and we work out together what's going to be confidential and what's not going to be confidential so that parents know straight away how much information they can have and the children know straight away what they can tell me that they don't have to worry about their parents finding out. Yeah, that's very important. Very important. Otherwise, they don't feel comfortable to talk to me and I need them to do that. Yeah. How, how do patients get anger and frustration out during sessions? So <laughs> it depends on how old the, the patient is. If we're doing play therapy, then often they will break the toys. Um, they'll throw toys around the room. Sometimes some play therapists have um, one of those dolls that you can punch oh, yes. that don't fall over. It's called a bobo doll. They have that in the room. So kids can just punch that and go crazy if they want to. <laughs> um, sometimes when we draw, we see kids drawing like really hard or they press really hard on the paper. And then also just crying or shouting really loud or screaming. And that's what's so cool because you can really do whatever you want. Wow. And Amazing. Yeah, we just have to make sure that nobody hurts themselves. Yes. Or hurts the psychologist. Yeah, but you definitely don't want to get hurt. No, <laughs> preferably not. Yep. And what are some of the different what are some of the different things you do with your patients? So again, depending on the age of the patient, but some of the stuff I do with my kids is I do a lot of drawing. So I always, we always sit and we draw our feelings, we draw what they look like, we even give them names, we draw what colors they are, so all our feelings have actual personalities, so we can even talk to them and, and oh. make them like people. Um, so, so that's like art therapy? Kind of, yeah. In a way, it is like art therapy, exactly. Uh, we also do... Sometimes we'll do role plays where we can like pretend to be someone. If you like have a, if there's a bully at school, sometimes we'll pretend that I'm the bully and, and then the patient can get a practice on how to talk to the bully and how to stand up for themselves. I also do a lot of relaxation techniques where I teach kids how to breathe nicely so that they can relax themselves before a big test or before an exam. So that kind of stuff. Wow. So cool. A lot of things. Different things. Lots of different things. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Bria Katz and I'm 11 years old. Now let's carry on with the questions, Claudia. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you do if a patient, if you thought a patient was coming too often or seldom and their parent disagreed? This is a very, very difficult situation to be in because ultimately it's up to the parents when they want to bring their children. So if you are suggesting something that the parents are disagreeing with, the best that you can do is explain to the parents why it is you think that they're coming either too often or too seldom. And you have to explain it's always about what's in the best interest of the child. So it's always about trying to get the parents to understand where you're coming from and why you think you know the why you think the child needs to come more often or less often but at the end of the day it's really up to the parents and there's there's nothing you can do really um if they don't want to bring them 
it's quite well, a tough situation. Yeah, I can imagine. And how long do you see each patient for? Do you mean how long is the session or how yes, long do they... how long is the session? So children we usually see for about 45 minutes um, and then adults would be 50 minutes to an hour. Oh. But with little kids it's a bit long. Yes. To sit for a whole hour. Yeah. So we do a 45 minute session with, with kids yeah, and young teenagers. Yeah, otherwise it gets too heavy and it's just too much. They can't focus for that long. Yeah. Uh, what do you love most about your job? I think that, I mean, it sounds a bit cheesy, I guess, but I think that what I really love is seeing people and children and teenagers kind of see their potential and see, you know, they, I like to really empower people and I like people to see that they have more power and more choices and more options than they often believe that they do so when you see a person finally get that and grasp that and realize that things can change in their life and that it's in their hands to change it it's a really really nice feeling to see someone realize that wow that's amazing that you you love that most about your job i think you you sound like a really great psychologist thank you um what do you what do you don't you like about your job well it can be quite lonely sometimes because even though even though you always talking to people you still kind of work on your own you know you're not in an office with people you're not like socializing like in other offices so sometimes it can be a bit lonely and it's it's also really serious you know people don't come see you when they're very happy and yeah. and everything's Bouncy. going well. Yeah, so it can be sometimes really hard and serious work. So sometimes it can be quite draining and, and difficult. Yeah, you also can't tell people what are, what's going on in the sessions as well. Like exactly, stories. You come home and you like exactly. Tell your whole you can't come home and just days. say, "Oh, this happened at work today." You have to kind of keep it all in. Yeah. So exactly. Um, and what do you find most difficult about your job? Um, similar, similar, but I think that I think what I also find difficult is often you hear really, you know, people are telling you things that can be very hard to hear and you hear really, sometimes you hear some really sad stories or you hear stuff that's tough that you can't often do anything about. Wow. You know, so that's, that must be very that's sometimes hard where you, you, I feel a bit powerless sometimes. Yeah. Okay. And what, what do you have to study to become a psychologist? So to become a psychologist, quite a long road. You have to start off with an undergrad degree. So that can either be a BA or a BCom or even a BSc. So any bachelor degree that you can do at a university and you have to major in psychology, which means you have to do psychology for three years. Oh, okay. Once you finish that, you then have to apply to get into honors in psychology. And they don't take everyone that applies for honors. So you have to, your marks have to be good. And you also have to, I think for honors, they, I don't know if they interview for you for honors. I think that they just look at your marks. And then you do your year of honors. And then after that, you have to apply to get into your master's. 
which is another year. Oh, wow. And they take they accept very few people into masters, and they also look at your marks. So they need because it's quite a hard year. So they want to know that your marks that you academically strong enough to cope with the work. But also, you go through quite a intense process of interviews and panel discussions and group work because, you know, when you're a psychologist and you're dealing with other people's problems, they need to make sure that the people that they allowing to do this work are okay themselves. Yeah. So you have to do a lot of interviews and that kind of thing as well to get into masters. And then when you finish your masters, you do your internship. And if you do clinical psychology, you also have to do community service. And that's why I can take six or seven years wow. to be a psychologist. That, that is hard. Yeah. And say you don't get into masters, you just have to give the whole thing up. Well, you could, um, if you've done your honours, you can work, there's a certain amount of hours, I think it's 700 hours, if I'm, I might be wrong though, you'd have to check it, where you can do a few, like an internship where you do hours of counselling work, and then you could become a registered counsellor, and then you oh. could work. But in order to be a psychologist, to work as a psychologist, you have to get your master's. So it's it's quite difficult. Sometimes wow. you don't get into master's straight away, and you have to find other stuff to do and to practice and to get work experience and just try keep applying. Wow, sounds difficult. It is difficult. And you, you couldn't do, redo your honours to try and get in again. Uh, you could redo it, I guess, if your mark, if if part, if the reason you weren't getting in was because your marks weren't good enough or something like that, then probably you could redo your honours. Um, but you could also spend time like working or doing other courses and getting other kind of experience. Okay, so it takes about seven years this whole process. About seven years. Wow, that is a long time. It is. When you said three years before, I was like, oh, that's not bad. No. Adds up. Adds no, up. Adds it up. all adds up. Yeah. It all adds up. Sure. It's a long road. But it's worth it. Yep, I can imagine. And do you have any humorous experiences? This is quite a hard one to answer because of the confidentiality. So remember I was saying earlier that you're not really allowed to tell anyone what you talk about in your sessions. Um, it's quite difficult to share stories because I can't give away what my patients talk about in the room. Okay. Um, so I, don't, I couldn't really think of anything that that I could say that was quite funny. Oh, it's okay. So it's no, but like I said, it's quite serious work. So yes, not very funny. Not often funny. Okay. And what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote, I think, is a quote that's called the Serenity Prayer. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I don't think I have. So the serenity prayer goes like this. It says, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I just love that quote. I really love everything that it stands for. I think it shows how we all have power. We all have choices. We all have options. We all have responsibility in our own lives. But there also are things that we have to surrender to. And I think that's part of life. And part of what I teach my patients is learning how to surrender to the stuff that we just can't change. That's a good one. I like that quote as well. It's a great quote. Very good one. Do you work with other psychologists or alone? 
So I'm very lucky because <clears throat> I get to have two jobs. I work alone. I do have a private practice where I work and I see patients in my in my office. But I also work at an NGO called Family Life Center, which is a it's a welfare organization where I do a lot of other work. I do work at schools. I do work with kids. I do work with parents. And we do a lot of amazing work in the communities. Um, and I'm very lucky because I get to work with people, which is really nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So you get your, your working alone and working with people. Exactly. So I kind of oh, get the best nice. of both worlds, which is really, really lucky. Yeah. What is the difference between private psychology and working in a government? So, because I work in both, I can kind of answer that question quite well. Um, private psychology, which is what I was saying earlier, when you have a private practice, you work on your own, your own boss, you get to decide when you want to seek patients, when you don't. Um, you can you can kind of decide on your own hours. When you work in government, you often, um, it's like having any other job. You get paid a salary. You have to, if you want to go on holiday, you have to ask for leave. Um, you often, if you're working in government or any organization, really, sometimes you have to work according to their value system or their, you know, the way that they approach things, whereas when you work on your own, you can kind of do it the way you want to. Do you understand oh, that? Wow, that, 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 yes. So it must be quite difficult if you're working in two different jobs and they, they both have different values. Yes, exactly. So you have to remember when you're working in your kind of job, if, if it's in the government or even in a school or wherever you work, to, to remember that you're working with four people and not just your own agenda yeah what made it what motivated you to become a psychologist i think that <clears throat> when i was a kid i went to a psychologist when my parents got divorced i was quite young and i went to go see a psychologist and i think that from then on i kind of always knew that's what i wanted to do because i loved it i had so much fun when i went to my psychologist and i knew how she helped me and i, I kind of always knew that i wanted to help people and so it was never, ever, I never doubted it. I just knew this was what I was going to do from when I was probably about six. Wow. Yeah. People people always think, like, when they're young, I'm going to be a teacher. Usually, grade one, people think they're going to be a teacher. Yes. Grade two, it's like, I don't know, whatever the phase is at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. So, it's amazing. You stuck with that. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I'm lucky that I got to to get to where I am. That's so cool. So, you really knew from when you were young. Yeah. I really did. I even wrote, I've got, I remember writing in my grade two busy book that I wanted to be a child psychologist. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And how long have you been practicing as a psychologist? About eight years. Oh, so you have quite a lot of experience. Well, quite a lot, but I still feel like a baby in it. I still feel <laughs> like I'm brand new because I work with people who have been doing this for 30 years. So I still feel sure. like I'm still learning every single day. You learn every single day, yeah, no yeah. matter what job, no matter how many well, years you've been doing it. hopefully you learn every day. Hopefully, yep. And uh, so you you have a a master's degree. Yes, exactly. Yes, so you, that's basically all psychologists have a master's degree. Yeah. 
Wow, so I, because I did crazy. educational psychology, my master's is in educational psychology. Oh, cool. Other people might have a master's in clinical psychology um, or community and counseling psychology. Mine is in educational. Okay. And how can people contact you? People can contact me on my cell phone. I can give out my number. Must I give it out? No? Oh, yeah. Okay. So they can contact me on 082 651 one double zero six, or they can look me up on the internet. I have a Facebook page, I have an Instagram page, I have a website, <laughs> so they can just go to um, Psychologist Claudia, and they can find all my details there too. Cool. Internet can be bad sometimes for kids, but well, it can also be good. <laughs> it can be great. It can be very, very useful, but we need to learn how to use it properly. Yep. But that's another topic for another day. Yes. <laughs> And I just want to quickly tell you a funny story. You you said, very correct, I mean, it's, I don't mind, but you said that you can give a funny story. So I just thought of one that my father oh, once told me. yes. So he was, I think it's called the clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. So he was working, working in like a mental institution, basically. Mm-hmm. And he saw this one person who thought he was God, right? And he was dealing mm. with this person, whatever, and then he went out. The next person came in. And he said, like, what's, what's wrong? He said, I think I'm God. He's like, how can that be? He, he couldn't hold himself back. He's like, the person before, you also thought he was God. How can you be? So mm-hmm. the guy who's in the room turns around and says, that guy's in a mental institution. <laughs> That's very funny. He's like, they yeah. were both in a mental they institution. They were both in a like, mental institution. What are you talking about? I'm God. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's crazy. I'm God. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having Practice. me. It was such a fun Thank you to my guests for coming on Chai Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show only on 101.9 Chai FM. This has been Chai Kids, for Kids, by Kids.